The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet Casino is offering a 100 deposit match up to $100 for new users. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Yes, sir. We are back. At the NBA Gambling Podcast, I'm your host, Terrell Fermi Jr., and guess what? Trey Young owns – it is only a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Let's say that first. It is only a matter of time until Trey Young breaks – I'm pretty sure it's James Harden. James Harden's single-game scoring record in Madison Square Garden of 62 points. It is only a matter of time because New Yorkers are just going to – Fuel the fire. Fuel the fire that is Trey Young. Trey Young has fully accepted being the villain of New York. Fully accepted it. He is happy for it. That is his role. He loves it. He circles whenever the schedule comes out. He literally circles at Knicks on the calendar. And everybody in New York just fuels this. I don't know what I don't get what I don't understand. I don't understand. Literally, you under you know that booing, talking shit, showing that you're frustrated, showing how much you hate him, all of these things fuel the fire that is Trey Young. And yet you continue to do it. And there's only one answer. New Yorkers are insane. That's it. New Yorkers New Yorkers are insane. That's the definition of insanity. New Yorkers are insane. They're going to continue to do the same thing and expect different results. That's been the Knicks their whole existence. The Knicks have continued to do the same things and expect different results. That's why they're so bad. However, Trey Young put up 45 points last night. Where we on this podcast told you that was going to happen. I think it was 9 to 1. We said it was nine to one odds. It was. It was. I remember you saying it. It was nine to one odds. We said that it was going to happen. We said sprinkle on that. Sprinkle on thirty-five. Sprinkle on thirty. Sprinkle on his points prop. It's just insane. It is. It, it is absolutely hilarious how one man is making an entire city look foolish, and then he and then he tweeted a picture. Pretty sure he tweeted. He tweeted a picture and said, I love when I come back to the city. When you're referring to a place that you are not living or you are not from the city, it means you own them. It absolutely means you own them. 
This is hilarious. This is absolutely – this is the best thing in basketball. I'm not even going to hold you. This is one of the best things in basketball, and it's only a matter of time until Trey Young walks into that building and gives them 70. It is only a matter of time because they can't do anything to stop him. They, you go under the, screen, the under the screen, he kills you. You go over the screen, he still kills you. Literally nothing they can do to stop him. He literally just does it at, at this point just to make a fool of them. He doesn't, he's not even affecting the game. The game is just going on. He's just scoring. And then next thing you know, the Hawks are up. I just can't believe he ended the 45-point game with an ankle breaker. Like you really had to then, beat Josh Gibson like that? You really had to? And then, not only, he also looked right at the man sitting courtside and said, hey, bro, hold this. Hey, bro, hold this as he makes an L shape with his hand and then continues to go and be a part of the game. And if you look at the rest of that clip, he's in the paint with Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson. He is Mitchell Robinson's primary defender in the paint, and the ball doesn't go there. Y'all heard Scott. Y'all know Scott's on today. Scott, how are you doing? Eh, doing okay. To be honest, it's been a bit of a cold start uh, for myself on the NBA Gambling Podcast. The dogs, I've had a 50-50 shot with the dogs the first two days. And I picked the wrong one. Two days ago was the Rockets. Yesterday was the Magic. I ended up picking wrong, but hopefully you ended up betting both and you probably made some money. But either way, been okay. Uh, on the prop cast yesterday, I went 2-1, and one, so it could be worse. But overall, I think that I have uh, one question I do want to ask you as a Knicks fan. It's going to be a uh, – I, I think it's going to be a tough question for you to answer, so I'm just going to ask it. What do you think happens first? The Knicks start double-teaming Trey Young or Thibodeau gets fired? Which happens first? Thibodeau gets fired. Okay. Cool. Very easy. Yeah, yeah. Thibodeau gets fired. Oh, man. That's just – and so to recap yesterday, my lock was Hawks minus three because I knew this was going to happen. I told you this was going to happen. Were the you only impressed thing at that, I, that the Knicks look good for about three quarters? Did that surprise you at all? No, because that's what they've been doing all season. Oh. They've looked good for three quarters of the most majority of the season, but they've also given up 20-point leads three or four times. Yeah. So it, it was nothing. The, the only thing that I was surprised about is that the Hawks didn't blow it open by 20 in the fourth quarter. That was it. The fact that this was still a single-digit game was more surprising to me. R.J. Barrett had an inefficient night. He still put up 30, so, I mean, I can't get on him too bad. But he was he was extremely inefficient. He was 9 for 25. Bogdan Bovanovich had 32. Mm-hmm. And he was awful in the first quarter. Truth is, Trey so, was also pretty bad in the first quarter. They just picked it up afterwards. I think he still had, like, 11 in the first quarter, too. Who, Trey or, or Bogdanovich? Trey, Trey. I know Trey started, like, 1 for 6 from the floor. And then yeah. after that, he completely took over. Yeah, he still had, I think he still had like 11. or He had double digits in the first and second quarter. I know that for a fact. Yeah. Is, I meant efficiency-wise. He was like one for six. Just yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then just cooked them. Mm-hmm. Just cooked them the rest of the game. Couldn't miss anything. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's so funny. All right, let's recap yesterday. 
My lock hit Hawks minus three, as I said. My dog misses because I got cute and took the Bulls knowing, and we knew how this was going to play out. It doesn't, it just, yeah. Go back. I told you the system. If you followed the system, congrats. I don't know how I told you the system and didn't follow the system right after. We kind of knew this could happen, but I didn't expect it to happen to this magnitude. Yes, if anybody's above the, above the Bulls in the standings, just bet them. If they're below the Bulls in the standings, then bet the Bulls. So I think it, you were, it's simple. I think you were in a spot, though, where since you did not like Orlando, you would have automatically lost your dog because all the other favorites won, if that makes you feel any better. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, because I would have put, I would have had to make the Clippers. So I mean, I would have lost regardless. I would have made the Clippers my dog, but no, still, ill. Just saying, I'm, I'm mad that I'm, I'm mad that I even ah, the Bulls are just bad. Bulls, well, they're not bad, but like it just shows you how much Lonzo really means to that team. Like, they're Lonzo is the difference between them being in contention and them not being in contention. The truth is, I don't, it, I don't really know what your definition of contention is because like I think that the bull I think Lonzo Ball and the bull, on the Bulls has a chance to come out of the Eastern Conference and play for a chance, for a title. So what I need to see is what the Bulls record was against top 3 teams in either conference with Lonzo because I know right now they're they're either 0 and 16 or 0 and 17. It's it's not good. But I am curious how many of those games Lonzo played in. The truth is I don't think the Bulls are just good enough. And I know that Lonzo is a defensive key to that team. Caruso is a good defensive player too, but he's more of a role player. You still have Levine and you still have DeRozan. And DeRozan, true that since the All-Star break, has really not been amazing. He's been okay. Levine's been fine too. I don't know. I, I just feel like... Lonzo, still they don't have this- a general. I just feel yeah. like they don't have a general on the floor. And while DeRozan is very good at getting himself going. I'm not going to necessarily say he's the best at getting everyone else going when they're cold. Yeah, and, I agree with that. And so where he gets his numbers is that, you know, he draws the attention and he's able to find an open guy. But Lonzo's IQ is amazing. Mm-hmm. And Lonzo knows where people like the ball on the court, how they like their passes. He knows what offense, you know, how to run the offense that's set, how to get everything going. Lonzo means a lot, and it it shows. It really, really shows. I think they would have put up a better performance than that last night. Like That, that would have been a better performance. I don't know if they would have won if Lonzo played yesterday. I mean, I feel like the point I'm trying to make is that even though, obviously, Lonzo is the best defensive player on the team, which is not a hot take. He's a very good defensive player. I am curious, even when fully healthy, what the ceiling of this team is because you're saying that you think they could potentially compete for a title or worst case scenario, make it to the finals. I don't see that even with Lonzo. I just don't think they're good enough. The I don't, I'm going to say worst case scenario. Well, I'm saying worst case I think scenario. That, oh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I think they, they very well could. If, if, because I'm not picking them to win the, healthy, them to win the finals, but yeah, if Lonzo was healthy, I think that they had a, a very good chance to be in the finals because I think that they are an Eastern Conference Finals team. Like, I think they're one of the two Eastern Conference Finals teams. So, I think that, that that automatically says, well, you have a good chance of getting there if you can make it that far. I don't know what it is, but there's there's just something about the roster construction that I am still kind of on the fence about, which is kind of odd because I like Levine, I like DeRozan. 
I can't say that I love both those players, but I do acknowledge how good they are. Defensively, though, they can be, let's just say, disinterested more often than you like, which was kind of the reason why Toronto got rid of DeRozan in the first place. But I don't know. I just feel like they're missing something, and I can't really describe what it is because Vucevic I do like as a center. I know Bulls fans have found him a bit polarizing because sometimes he's really good and sometimes he kind of vanishes when you need him. What do you think they need? Do you think Lonzo's just the only piece they're missing, or do you think there's also something else that they could be using? No, I mean, I think they all, they definitely could use a, a rim protector or something like that, something to give them another edge defensively. And the thing is, when Lonzo was in, they were actually a pretty solid defense. They were mm-hmm. a top-ten defense for the majority of the beginning of the season. I think that Lonzo is the catalyst. Anything else is just – a nice role player or a nice death piece or anything else that makes them better. But ultimately I truly believe that Lonzo is the catalyst of changing this team from a team that is decently good. You know, they beat all the bad teams. They can compete on some nights with the good teams and other nights they get blown out by the good teams to a team where, okay, they can win some playoff series. I think Lonzo makes them a team that can win some playoff series. I think that's where we'll agree, but I think you go one step further. I think the Bulls with Lonzo are a second-round team. I think the Bulls are just going to lose in the first round without him. I think they'll lose in six. At some point, first of all, the Eastern Conference is extremely deep when it comes to actual Mm -hmm. playoff competition, and I do believe that the Bulls will struggle in the first round. At what point do you think Chicago just looks at the schedule, sees a team that's in the top three, and mentally checks out before the game's even played? Because I'm sure everybody on that roster has heard that they're 0-16 against teams that are in the top three. Do you think at this point they've started to kind of accept the fact that against elite teams they get cooked every night? No. Not no, at you all. don't think so? No. They're too much. They're... Too, they're... Competitors, and then I think that that's the case at all. I just believe. I'm just that, asking because we know the media is yeah, talking about. Yeah, it. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I know, I know. And honestly, I don't think that the large, the media at large, is even talking about that too, too much. I haven't checked into a lot of uh, pregame specials to really see if, what they're talking about. But it's mostly Twitter I don't know that that's, throws it out there every yeah, now. Yeah, I would say, yeah, I think it's Twitter and I think it's gambling Twitter and stuff like that. I think that's more of who's looking at it. I'm not sure if the media at large is is really, really talking about that or, or even notices that. But I do think that at some point you are going to be concerned on when you get to the playoffs – and if you're not in the games at all, like if you if they get swept, that would be that would be something to be concerned about. Yeah, I don't think I, I wouldn't be concerned about the regular season too too much. Now this is telling, and what this is is this tells people like you know people like us. All right, now when they get to the playoffs, we don't seen what this record is. Now they're going to get a chance to play the team four time four times in a row at least. So they they're going to more than likely get one, but. I mean, we tells, see what the outcome the can be. I mean, yeah, we, we tell them what the outcome can be. And so 
ultimately what they were supposed to do was they were supposed to just kind of hold serve in that department and then beat up on all the small teams. Lonzo was supposed to stay healthy. They were supposed to stay one and two seed and pray for a matchup with Cleveland. It doesn't look like that's going to happen, and they're going to well, – They're going to be on the road for the first Yeah, because they're, they're not, not going to be the on division. the division. They're going to be on the road for the most part. So it it's challenging. It's challenging, but I'm – I'm not really anything. I have to I have to see if Lonzo even makes it back. And it doesn't look like he's gonna get there. But yeah. I have to see if Lonzo even makes it back for me to be remotely interested in his team. But as of right now, I'm not interested in them. He had the setback. I'm just not interested in them at all. Yeah, he had the setback, yeah. which is definitely not ideal. I am kind of wondering the main issue that most people had going into the season when they acquired DeRozan was trying to envision how a system would work with DeRozan and Levine on the same team. Offensively, mm-hmm. it's worked out. Levine's embraced the fact that DeRozan's the closer on this team, and DeRozan takes all the big shots. So that part of it has been solved. However, I am wondering, of course, you know, Lonzo's a great defensive player. We know that. But it does seem like Levine and DeRozan defensively together were the big question mark – or was the big question mark going into the offseason – and I don't want to say they've gotten exposed with Alonzo being out, but it definitely hasn't been pretty. Yeah. I'm not sure what you can do to resolve that. I'm just throwing it out there that maybe long-term, in order for this team to potentially reach the next level, they might eventually need to get rid of one of the two. Of course, you know, Bulls fans don't want to hear that, but I do wonder, since both of them have really not had any playoff success I can't. I mean, DeRozan's made it to the Eastern Conference Finals a couple of times, but both of them haven't made to the, made it to the finals in their careers. If the two of them together might be holding them back from potentially reaching another level long term, just throwing it out there. Yeah, I feel that. I just think that, and I'm not trying to you know ride Lonzo or anything like that. Pause, but I feel like Lonzo defensively is the glue because Lonzo disrupts the other offense. Well, that also goes Lonzo to what I gets, said. Yeah. It and, goes hand in hand that, because DeRozan yeah. and Levine aren't good defensive players, so Lonzo's yeah. impact is even more noticeable. And then it may it actually kind of elevates what they're doing because the disruption that he Lonzo has on that end is throwing the other team off of their rhythm, and then Levine and DeRozan are able to capitalize on that defensively to what they are, to what they can. And it may not be – so it may not be anything – they look really, really bad without him. But when he's there, they look really decent, and that's enough, especially when you add in a Caruso that comes in every now and then and a Patrick Williams that can do a little something defensively. I just I think they need a rim protector. I think a rim yeah. protector would be really good for them, and that keeps a lot of these numbers low so that when they're not on offensively, they can at least hold the other team back as well. So do you think, like, Mitchell Robinson's a potential acquisition during the offseason? I think Turner's yeah. too expensive because they already have I think a he is. Center. Yeah, I think he Yeah, I, I think he is. And I don't think that the Pacers – well, they're probably going to move on from Turner at some point. They should, so, but he's been injured in the contract. It's, it's Rick Carlisle. Know. It's Rick Carlisle. I don't think they would call it. But, yeah, I, th- I think that they're going to be in – they're going to be due for a shot blocker very soon. Yeah, and I agree. They may be looking to, you know, one of the veteran guys that just doesn't get, like, what if JaVel McKee doesn't sign the game with the Suns? I know they tried out Tristan Thompson, and that was an absolute disaster. But they, yeah, they tried. 
that I don't know what the fuck that was. All right. We're not going to make this podcast long as shit today. But we, we already Vegas. covered the Hawks game, so we can just kind of skip that, right? <laughs> I'm saying there's really not much uh, more to add. I mean, the, the game went. Oh no, no, well, yeah, yeah. It was two other. I mean, it's only two other games, and so I really wasn't going to go over it. Yeah, it was bad. One in three ATS for me. The Magic got the win. Nuggets got the covering win. It's really nothing else. Really more to talk about it. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the total was my loser for the lock on the Nuggets game. Really just I, – I get that the line looked a bit trappy, but I really just thought the pace was going to be pretty brutal. And, I mean, they combined for about 130-something points in the first half. Game slowed down to the pace I was looking for in the second half, but by then it was a little bit too late. Jokic owns the damn team. He had 30-14-6. and six. He was great. Uh, yeah, Denver is another one of those teams that is good against teams that are, let's just say – a little bit challenged offensively, but against quality teams, they tend to struggle. The Clippers, I don't want to say they're going to be in panic mode because truth is the fact that they're even in the play-in without their two best players is definitely an accomplishment. Things are getting ugly for the Clippers. And Paul George is starting to practice brief, like a little bit. We mentioned that yesterday, but I'm really thinking that this team's going to miss the playoffs. And, According to some betting odds, I saw them around, like, I think they were, what were they, like, plus? I got to see the odds for them to miss the playoffs, but I'm not going to lie, I'm pretty tempted because this team is really showing signs of just hitting the wall at the end of the season. What do you think? Yeah. I am not willing to count outside Lou in one game playing. Just, just saying, yet, right now, the game no – the, to, to make the playoffs, no is plus 260. That's a hell of a deal. No, yeah, that, that is. That's solid. I just think that in the position they're in, because they're, what, eight right now? So they still have a home playing game. Plus double elimination. And it does, they're not falling below that. They're going to get a home playing game regardless in a double elimination setup. So – and a one game, they got two opportunities more than likely. And in a one game playing, we got Ty Lu making adjustments. I that's that's pretty good. <laughs> for the for the, good. for the record, by the way, the Clippers are four games clear of the Lakers, so it's pretty safe yeah, that, to say they're not. And this yeah, in this point in the season, they're not catching that. And I think the Lakers are content being either nine or ten. I think they're very content doing that. Yeah. All right. Looking for Las Vegas-style casino fun in the palm of your hand? Well, look no further than WinBet, the premier online casino from the five-star win resorts, properties from classic table games to all the best slots, thrills, and jackpots. WinBet has everything you need for the ultimate casino experience. Sign up today and receive a 100% deposit first match up to $1,000. WinBet win hour from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. Pacific time. Better prices on select games. Anyone who has the WinBet app is alerted right on the hour. And there's so much to choose from from WinBet. You, all you have to do is download the WinBet app, W-Y-N-N-Bet.com, to get started today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at WinBet.com. Must be 21 or older to enter and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. 
It's still Merch Madness. And if you're looking for a sweet SGPN hoodie, everyday March Madness games are being played. We'll be giving away a hoodie. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Merch Madness to enter. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Merch Madness to enter. Looking for a pick-me-up and that tastes great, tastes amazing. Well, you need to drink, look at Trade Coffee. Because here at Trade Coffee, all you have to do is go to the website. And here, matter of fact, I'll even give you a link. You can go to drinktrade.com slash SGP, and you can take a test. They'll give you a little quiz. You'll find out all what you like, what's your f- perfect coffee flavor, whatever coffee drinkers call it. I admit I'm not a coffee drinker, but I like drink trade. Drink trade, trade coffee. I really do. And so you take the quiz. They tell you what your coffee is. And then look, you go, you buy, buy a few bags. Just try it out. Buy a few bags. They'll give you $20 off if you use code SGP. Drinktrade.com slash SGP. Do that. They'll give you a few bags. If you don't like it, cool. They'll give you your money back. Or they'll replace it for free. That's what I do. They'll guarantee you love it or they'll replace it for free. So, my experience, I'm not a coffee drinker. You can ask any of my troops. They'll tell you I'm not a coffee drinker. I, they, I've tried. I've tried everything. I've tried all this different stuff. Starbucks, all these mocha lattes, all that. Da, da, da. I don't like it. Nope, not me. Mm-mm. But drink trade is smooth. I'm not going to lie. It, it, it is smooth. Trade coffee is smooth. They know what they're doing. They'll give you a been featured on New York Times, Wired, GQ, 5 million bags of coffee to users all over. Subscription, no subscription is no hassle. You can skip the shipment stuff. You can change your frequency. You can cancel at any time. You can cancel the subscription at any time. So just try it. Get a few bags. Get a subscription. See if you like it. It's $20 off. I mean, come on, you can't, you can't fade that. It's $20 off. So trade coffee, go to drinktrade.com slash SGP, drinktrade.com slash SGP, $20 off your first three bags. Okay. In the essence of not making this podcast forever, we are going to speed through these, I promise you. But it's going to be great content. Starting with the Atlanta Hawks. On a back-to-back after Trey Young dropped 45 in Master Square Garden to play the Detroit Pistons. Minus five for the Hawks. 227 and a half on the total. Do we have an injury report for Atlanta? Skylar Please is questionable. Lou Williams is questionable. And for the Detroit Pistons. As soon as my computer wants to, you know, move. Scroll, scroll, scroll. There we go. Isaiah Livers is questionable. Hamdu Diallo is still out. Frank Jackson is still out. And Chris Smith is out for the game against the Hawks as well. Scott, how how do I not fade the Hawks after they just played the Knicks at home? Uh, I think you're going to do it. And I like the spot, too, for Detroit. Of course, they had the terrible loss to Portland where they were actually favored in the game for once and then lost. Dwayne Casey's a veteran coach, and I do expect him to get his team up for this game after such a bad no-show last time out. I don't like to beat the Knicks. They're not good. 
Atlanta. I mean, you can just look at the actual record. You can look at all the metrics, everything. They're not a very good basketball team, especially on the defensive end. So I'm not going to overreact to the Hawks winning. And pretty, it was a pretty close game with the Knicks missing arguably their best player. So even though they won, I can't say I was overly impressed by Atlanta's performance. I'm going to take Detroit plus the points. They won the last meeting in overtime, I believe. Uh, it's in Detroit. And the fact that Detroit had a no-show last time out against the worst team in the league, I do think bodes well for them here. I'm going to take Detroit. <sighs> Detroit, am I going into the trap? Because why is this, why does this feel so easy? Like, why do I feel like I'm getting a gift here of taking Detroit plus five? Because you <laughs> I, I really – I really – oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm just not going to question it. They they just played the Knicks, and Trey Young just dropped 45. Why – like, you're going to Detroit. At least like at least you could have went to another playoff team after this. Like, you're going to Detroit. There's no reason to get up for this game at all. There's really no question this for me. Give me Detroit plus five. Any thoughts on the total? <laughs> it's going to be over a pass for me. I know Detroit offensively can be a little bit inconsistent at times. Atlanta's just so bad defensively. I'm just going to go over. Mm, yeah, slightly into the over. I'm not. I'm not looking at this. If I played it, it would definitely be Detroit plus five. I'm, should I lock this? This feels like it should be locked territory. Why am I getting five? I thought they've been good. Closer to like they've been right good. Now. They've been really good covering recently. The only mm-hmm. game they didn't cover was a game they were favored by seven and a half. And I mean, shocker, shocker that the Detroit Pistons didn't cover seven and a half. I think you'd agree, though. Casey is a veteran coach who would get on his players no matter where they are in the standings for that no-show. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. Give me Detroit. Plus five. That's a lot. I'm going to lock that up. Uh All right. Moving on to the next game. We have the New York Knicks traveling to the four Queen City to play the Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte is laying seven and a half to 25 on the total. Looking here, who is out for the Charlotte Hornets? Gordon Hayward, still out. Other than that, we're pretty good. Clean on injury report there. New York Knicks just played last night, so nothing really updated. Questionable status for Julius Randle. We'll see what they do with him tonight. Nerlens Noel, I don't think that he's going to play. Everybody else is who we're already expecting to be out. Derrick Rose, Cam Reddish, Cam Walker, all that, blah, blah. Again, why do I? Why am I? Why am I not just taking the seven and a half? Um. Well, you're the Knicks fan, so I'll let you give your case. I mean, I mean, I. I don't understand why I would it. They just played the Hawks and, you know, lost and Trey Young had 45. That was expected. They were expected to have a down game against the Hawks, especially with Trey Young playing in Madison Square Garden. Well, so, I think my question for the spread, which I'll ask you because I am curious what your thoughts are, how many points is Julius Randle worth to a point spread? For the Knicks, probably about one and a half. Yeah, at least two. I would say one. And you think it's two. at least two? Okay. Yeah, one and a half, two. Because he, because he does more than just score. Like he actually runs the offense at a certain point. At a certain point in time, he does actually run the offense, and he's a an, another big body that's down there and is able to fight and get rebounds. I think he's worth. He's worth a lot. He really is. I, New Yorkers get on him, but he is really worth a lot. It's just he does dumb shit. 
Like, he just d- has a tendency to do dumb shit. And I'm like, why the fuck did you do that, Julius? It was like, that's why your name is Julius. Why the fuck did you do that? You did that just so I could say, why the fuck would you do that, Julius? So, with the Knicks, it just feels like the spots that you don't expect them to show up in, they really show up in. And I can't think of a spot that they would show up in in even more than when they're laying seven and a half to the Charlotte Hornets, who are, okay, this line just moved up to eight. I just watched it move up to eight. Oh, are good. They're okay. You know, but I'm no, no, I'm not laying. I'm not laying eight with Charlotte against the Knicks. I just think that this is a spot. This is the right, a really good get right spot. They're not playing a, an incredibly too hard team. They probably shouldn't be laying this big of a number. And the fact that everybody is probably betting on Charlotte right now just kind of tells me that they're underestimating the Knicks and that they lost to the the Hawks, which was expected or should have been expected at least. And Julius may or may not play. I'm get, I'm, this line is telling me that he's not playing. I can't think of Charlotte being close to 10-point favorites, and they thought that he would be playing. So Charlotte doesn't have anybody defensively that I feel is going to throw RJ off his game. I think RJ can get back on the slide and have a more efficient game, and thus making the offense a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, give me – Give me the Knicks plus eight. I like that. I like that yeah. a lot. I feel like I should just lock both of these games up. I agree with you. Uh, Charlotte, of course, has been streaky all season long. They've actually won five in a row, so people are buying in. But I I do think it's a good spot for the Knicks, especially getting this many points. The Knicks are always competitive through three quarters. The issue is the fourth quarter, but they're not a team that gets typically blown out that often. They're usually hanging in there. I think Charlotte's going to win. But I'm picking them to win by five, something like that. Seven and a half seems a little bit too rich. I don't even think Charlotte. Could, I don't even think Charlotte's going to win. I think the Knicks have a very good chance to win this game. And they got a chance. I just think that Charlotte's been streaky. They're finally on an upswing now. I'll keep riding the upswing, but I do think that this is a little bit too high. Mm, buy low, so high. Okay, is that it? Yeah, buy low, so high. Yeah, give me the Knicks. I'm gonna lock this up too. I'm. I think that. The ties turn for both teams. Atlanta comes out slow. Knicks come out fast. Yep, give me a lock on this as well. So, lock up Knicks plus eight. Sprinkle on money line. All right. Any thoughts on total before we go to 25? Uh, for me, I'm going to actually go with the under. They've played twice mm-hmm. this season. Second meeting landed 184. First meeting landed 200. Total's 226. Sure, I'll take the under. Okay. All right, uh, let's see here. Sacramento Kings are going to play the Indiana Pacers in Indiana. Pacers are laying six, 235 for the total. This injury report is one to note because for the Indiana Pacers, Isaiah Jackson is questionable with a concussion. Tyrese Halliburton is day-to-day questionable. Chris Duarte with a toe injury is questionable. But the more important part is for the Sacramento Kings. And Simonis has been diagnosed with the left knee bruise. He is expecting to miss at least the next five games. So he's not on their road trip. He's expected to miss at least the next five games. 
De'Aaron Fox is not expected to play tonight. They haven't officially ruled him out, but he is not expected to play tonight with a hand injury. So now they are down their two best players. Why are we not, or maybe we are, should we just put everything on Tyrese Halliburton in the Pacers tonight? <laughs> oh, Halliburton might not play. He's questionable. Yeah, I, which makes me want to play him more because I either get a void or he goes off. Because when you have that questionable tag, I'm trying to tell you, when you have that questionable tag and you still play, it's a, it's a recipe for you just to go off. Everybody's like, oh, well, maybe they're not going to be as good because they're questionable. No, no, that person's just going to go in the game and, and drop 30. So. I, don't, I don't think he's going to play. He's got back issues at the moment. Mm-hmm. And the season's already over. I don't think he's going to, but if there was any team he would play against, it would be the team that traded him. So that's worth kind of factoring in, I guess. But I don't think he's going to play, especially with a back issue that can linger. We've seen that happen mm-hmm. with Embiid and a couple other players. I don't think he's going to suit up. I actually like Sacramento in this game. Sabonis is out. Fox is probably not going to play. You're looking at the actual lineup, and you got Davion Mitchell. You got Holiday. Not Drew Holiday, Justin Holiday. You got Barnes, Lyles, and Jones. And it's not a great lineup, but on principle, I can't lay six with Indiana, who might be without Halliburton. And on top of that, the Kings did just go to overtime with the Suns, so they're coming off a game where they didn't win. You know, you can't ask for everything, but at least they were competitive. I actually think Sacramento keeps it close. I think they got a shot to win the game because Indiana's an absolute psycho team that would lose a game like this. It's kind of like looking at – I'm trying to think of a good example. I mean, Detroit, I did like laying uh, points against Portland, but it's kind of a similar script where it's just like – why is this team ever laying more than like five points in a basketball game? And Indiana, I don't think it's good enough to be laying six. So I guess based on principle, I'll take the Kings. If you want to stay away, I understand based on the injuries and everything. I'm also banking on Halliburton not to play, but I do think the Kings will hang around more than people think because the Pacers are that bad. We'll see. I mean, it's easy for me. If Halliburton plays, give me the, the Pacers minus six. If he doesn't, then I, I'll take a flyer on the Kings plus six. Because I've seen this Pacers team be able to run the score up. And without Fox and without Sabonis. And, uh, yes, I am 100% on Harrison Barnes train tonight. Absolutely. I like but, David on Mitchell tonight. What I feel – is more in the realm possibility is that they just don't get going offensively. They look kind of up and down, stagnant, where the Pacers, I believe, can keep it going. They have enough where – and they've been playing together with enough of their time to keep it going. And if you look at what the Kings did, the Kings trade away some really good pieces for Sabonis, and now he's not playing in, not to mention they're missing the Aaron Fox too, whereas now the Pacers have those – solid pieces. I just don't think that they're going to be – I don't think the Kings are going to be in this game, especially if Halliburton plays. Even, I'm even questionable to think that even if he doesn't play, they're still not in this game. Kings aren't good. The Kings oh, aren't they're good. not they're good. Indi- Indi- I'm just making the argument Indiana's not good either. Yeah, yeah, but I, Indiana plays solid at home. They still have 
Brogdon and Heald and I'd rather take my chances with them. Give me Indiana minus six. I am looking at uh, Davion Mitchell's props, though, because his point total is about 18 and a half with juice to the under. <laughs> I like the over. He's had at least 19 in two of the last three. He had 28 against the Suns. The main takeaway, though, are the minutes, because I know it went to overtime and all. Mitchell played 46 minutes against the Suns because they really just don't have any other guards, especially if Fox is out. And with Sabonis out, mm-hmm. too, somebody's got to shoot the damn ball. And it's probably yeah. going to be Mitchell. So I don't mind him over 18 and a half points. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm not mad at that. I like, it. I like Harrison Barnes. I think Harrison Barnes is going to be the focal point. Uh, man, I wish I had that. I had a stat. I don't have it with me right now. I, I brought the wrong notebook. Either way, look up Harrison Barnes' games against the Pacers. I'm pretty sure it was something around there. And they looked pretty. he looked pretty solid against there. I'll go I like Harrison Barnes tonight. Uh, I feel like this is a trappy game. I feel like everything points to this game should go over and it goes under. So I'm not touching it. Two thirty-five and a half. Any thoughts before we move on? Uh, see, they're going to be over or pass. I can't take an under with the Pacers and Kings. Mm, I don't know. This just feels trappy. All right, Brooklyn Nets at the Memphis Grizzlies. The Nets are laying one and a half. Two thirty-seven and a half on the total. For the injury report, Seth Curry is a game-time decision tonight. Questionable for this matchup. Gordon Jargic is also a game-time decision, but he's more doubtful. So Curry looks like he's leaning a little bit, so he's going to play, but Jargic is looking more like he's not going to play. For the Memphis Grizzlies, and this is important to note, that John Morant is out for this game with a knee injury, and Killian Tilly is also not playing in this game. Not sure how much the the Morant thing means because Memphis is just so good without him. But, of course, it's going to mean something. Prop-wise, this is pretty easy. Take the over on Kyrie, take under on KD. Is that a birthday over for Kyrie? No, it's not a birthday over, even though it is his birthday. It's not a birthday over. At this point, I've gotten to the point when whenever Kyrie plays in the game, we're just going to take the over on his points. Okay. I'm just also that's, throwing that's it out there. If you, if you believe in the birthday theory. No, no, yeah, it is. I didn't even get to that. I didn't even get to that point in my handicap yet. But at this point, and what Kyrie is doing, and what the team is allowing him to do, because they're allowing him to do it. Like, they're allowing him to say, all right, we're, you know, just go get your shot. Go get, go get up and do your thing. Get your shot. So, at this point, they're just allowing him to take the game over. And Katie is like, fine. I don't care. Not to mention, KD found out that people can bet his points props, so now he's looking for any chance to just go under, just to fuck with people. Just I cashed over, I cash an over with this point total a couple days ago, so I, I didn't tell him about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So just go over over with Kyrie points, under with KD points. Just take the the thought process of KD's just going to defer to Kyrie. Kyrie's going to go off. Katie's going to do enough, but not enough to cover his large points total. And then just have a good day. Now, when we talk about the side, slightly concerned here. Because you would think that even though it's the Nets and what they've been doing, they're on the road, they would be laying more than one and a half against Memphis, especially with no John Morant. And it makes me lean to kind of wanting to take Memphis. 
But I feel like I've done this before and I got burned by Memphis. So I'm just going to stick stick with my guns. And hopefully Kyrie gives the Nets a spark. Seth Curry plays. And that even adds to what this Brooklyn Nets team could even more be. So give me Brooklyn here. Minus one and a half. We'll see. Yeah. I, I I think I agree with you. I Memphis, this would be a type again that Memphis would get up for. I think that I I would take Memphis obviously if Kyrie was not playing, but that duo man, they're so damn good. And Jaron Jackson, I acknowledge how great he is defensively, but he really struggled with foul trouble the first time he faced off against the Nets of the season. And I am curious with him probably guarding Durant for part of it, and we know crafty he can be. I am curious if he might stay in foul trouble throughout this game, so we'll find out. If you want to go for some arbitrage that is going to pay out a little bit, not much, you can bet on a leading score for the game. Durant's minus 115, Kyrie's plus 170. Just bet both and just take some free money. It's not going to be much, but nobody else is going to lead the game in scoring. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it'd be. I, I would be surprised if somebody else le- led the game in scoring. Then Memphis won the game. Correct. So that's kind of how I'm looking at it. Uh, yeah, I, I think the Nets will do enough offensively. I'm looking at the over, just because. I mean, hell, the last time they played together, they scored 150 against Orlando. But Memphis can go up tempo. The Nets can go up tempo as well. I'm going to go with the over. I do think that one of these teams could reach 130, especially with the injuries the Nets are dealing with. So, for me, I am going to go with the over. I would look at the over as well for KD and Kyrie, also because Seth Curry is not playing, or he most likely will not play after he ended up uh, slipping on a wet spot against Portland the other night. So Or against Utah the other night, sorry. So, I do think that with him being out, you might see a little bit more Cam Thomas, but realistically that should mean that Durant and Kyrie will have to score more. Also, a drug is potentially being out. So I'm looking at the over on both of them, potentially Kyrie threes. I just expect points. Kyrie could have a, a masterful game again. He could. He could like, if he goes for 40, no booties. That's where I see it. Yeah, this, and ultimately that's where I think he's going to be. I think he he probably went too hard in the Magic game, and now it's going to be hard to kind of surpass that. But I can definitely see another 40-pointer for Kyrie. Yeah, and if you're afraid of overall points, just take the (laughs) three-pointers. Not bad. All right. The Golden State Warriors are traveling down from Orlando to Miami to play the Miami Heat. Heat are laying seven here, 211 on the total. Miami, let's see. Gay Vincent is not playing in this game. Jim Butler is questionable. Victor Oladipo is questionable. Caleb Martin is questionable. And Tyler Hero is questionable. Golden State, all the same. Plus seven. Miami Heat are laying seven. I don't. I don't know. I'm. I don't think I'm touching them laying seven. I really don't think I'm touching them laying seven. I have no idea what to do here. This for me is the toughest game for to actually break down because I want to make a case for Golden State. Miami just lost to a completely depleted 76ers team. They're resting everybody, so you can argue that it's a good spot for them to bounce back 
with Spolstra as the coach. Golden State just scored 90 against Orlando. So they could also use a bounce-back win here, but damn, that team's awful without Curry, which is why I actually liked Orlando last night. A lot of money's coming in on the under. It's such a low total, but I think I have to like the under. I'm not sure Golden State gets to 100. I don't think I like it all the way at 211. You like the over or you like the under? It's it's too much money that came in on the under for me to possibly like the under. I'm just saying, looking at it right now, I I, I don't know if Golden State gets to 100. I I I like Golden State. I really like Golden State plus seven. I like Golden State plus seven. Are you locking that or just giving your thoughts? I'm not locking it yet. But I probably won't lock it because I just go to state's pissing me off right now. But going to state plus seven is the play for me because one, if anything goes sour with any of these questionable tags, yeah, for the Miami Heat, you're beating a big I feel line like move. I'm beating an incredibly big line move, and I think that with Draymond Green and with Steve Kerr that they can get right after losing to one of the worst teams in the NBA. And they can put it together a better physical and offensive output in that game where they make this one closer. Do they go out? I'm not 100% to say that they come out here and get a win, but playing against the number one team, it just feels like one of the worst teams in the East they lose and then the number one team, they come back the next night and play the number one team in the East and get a win. That, that wouldn't be, surprise me at all. Give me plus seven. Okay. I think if I was betting it now, I would take the seven because I do think that some of those Miami players will not play. So I agree with that note. But once again, I it's a low total, but it might not be low enough. I think I'm just going with the under. I mean, the Warriors have scored less than 91 points in two of their last three games. Without Curry, this team offensively is an absolute mess. And Wiggins is brutal, by the way. I think he went five for 19 last night. Wiggins is awful. Yeah. He can he can get going, though. I, don't, I, don't I know, know he this can. Just, I'm just saying. Yeah, it's just, this just feels like a Golden State spot where Golden State sit there, look bad, and then come back here against a really quality team. Probably look past Orlando a little bit. And really quality team, go out here and get a win. Maybe not a win, but at least make this game competitive. I am going to congratulate Memphis, most though. Of it. Because I think that loss to Orlando basically tells me that Memphis is going to get the two seed. So, congratulations to the Grizzlies. That's good. That's good. Hey, I told you that's going to go a long way to my Memphis is going to make the Western Conference Finals. I told you. You can bet that's it. going to go a long way for it. They might, of yeah. course, have to travel to Phoenix, but they should be getting a home series against Golden State. Yeah, I, and I like them in a home series against Golden State. I do. Memphis is really good. All right. Utah Jazz are going to Boston to play the Boston Celtics. Celtics are laying five, 215 and a half on the total for the injury report. We have Marcus Smart is probable with an illness, and Robert Williams is listed as probable with a knee injury. And then we have the Utah Jazz and scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Daniel House is out. Azubuki is out, and Boyan is out. Hmm. I'm not going to take much time. I'm, I'm taking Boston. I know these are two teams you don't like. 
Yeah, that's been, what I'm trying to figure out who I like. Bolton's been so good for the last two, three months. I found out a crazy stat that I think you'd actually appreciate. Boston okay. in their last – so the Celtics in their last 26 games are 22-4 and four, straight up. Okay. Each of those 22 wins have been by at least six points. Hey, not bad. That it's is wild. Now, there's some bad teams in there that they only won by six points. Yes, of course. But, you know, yeah. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. That with no, all no, the wins, they have good. won by margin. That's really good. I found that out myself, actually. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. Pat myself on the back there. But I can't pick Utah. I, I might just be overreacting to the recent road struggles. They're one and three in their last four road games. But I watched them play against the Nets the other day. And it's the Nets without Kyrie. And they, to be honest, were getting blown out. They had a nice run there in the fourth quarter to cut it to, I believe, six at one point. But that was like with a minute to go. They were down double digits to a Nets team that's been struggling without Kyrie pretty much all season long. And Gobert for the last week has kind of been awful. He really has not been good the last couple of games, and I am curious if he's battling something or what's going on with him. But Utah, as an underdog, recently has been awful. The Jazz are 2-9-1 ATS in their last 12 games as an underdog, and Boyan's not playing as he's the second-leading scorer and they're against the number one defense in the country, I mean, in the league, I'm taking Boston at home. Yes, sir, because Toronto is not in the country. Toronto counts as well. Including Toronto, yeah. I had to fix that. But including Toronto, they are still number one in defense. Uh... I don't know what Utah has besides Mitchell anymore. I know, of course, you have Clarkson off the bench – Connolly was okay against the Nets. I'm still not a big fan. But you're throwing in Hernan Gomez into your starting lineup because you have no Bogdanovich. I just don't think Utah's starting lineup with O'Neal, with Connolly, and with, uh, and with uh, Hernan Gomez are good enough to compete with the Celtics' starting lineup. So I'm just going to go with Boston. Yeah, so I'm going to take your stat and take it a little bit further. Last 10 away games, the Jazz are 2-8 and eight ATS. Yeah, okay. So, just give me Boston. I, I'll, I'll take Boston minus five. This game's going to be ugly, but I can see the Jazz folding. And Boston does have the momentum. Boston has slightly more to play for. All the Nets had was Durant in that game. And I know that Durant, of course, is ridiculous. one of the best scorers of all time. He still went for 37. Now you have to guard Brown and Tatum. I have questions about Utah's defense in this matchup. I just think that they don't have enough with Bojan. Power against this. Yeah, yeah. I already had already had question with with their offensive output, but with Bojan being out as well, that just yeah. adds to it even more. So, yeah, yeah, give me Boston. Okay, let's see here. Tonight's the night. I'm telling you right now. Not tonight is the night. Tonight is the night because OKC has a home game. Against the Orlando Magic, where the Magic are laying two. 220 and a half on the total. Injury report here for the Orlando Magic. They just played, so, you know, things are not all the way up yet. But Gary Harris is questionable. Wendell Carter is questionable. Jalen Suggs is definitely out. Markel Fultz is out. 
as, as it looks like. Keep an eye on that later. I don't Kenrich think Carter's going to play, by the way. Kenrich Williams out for Orlando. SGA questionable. More than likely, SGA just go ahead and plays. Yeah. Derek Favors remains out. Do you agree that Wendell Carter's probably not going to play? It's weird that he has a wrist injury and an ankle sprain at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he's going to play. Mm, I mean, it's not really much to play for. I That's what I'm play. saying. I'm, it's I on back know. to back. I don't know. God, these guys are competitive. These guys just, are really just saying. When you have I, I wouldn't be surprised. Even if he does play, I don't think he's going to be 100%. So. Yeah, just saying, when I you have a say, hand issue w- and a leg issue and your team's playing for nothing and they're on a back-to-back with travel, it does seem yeah. like a spot that Carter might not play in. Yeah, I agree. OKC's getting their first win and home win in damn near two months. You better lock tonight. this up, man. Come on. I'm locking up the plus two right now because they're getting the win. Maybe I'm not locking it up because if I go too too far in, they're not going to get the win. I was like half teasing there. You're going to lock up a team yeah. that doesn't want a home game in like two months. Yeah, I know. I'm not going to do that. that. That's really wild. But I'm going to take the plus two because they're going to get their first home win tonight. This is the situation. They're not playing. They're playing a team that's equally not as good as them. Playing a team equally not as good as them. You have SGA. You have Trey Mann. You have Baisley. Those guys are still playing. There is a chance. If those three are playing, OKC has a chance in this game. And it seems like those three are going to play. With Orlando possibly being down a man or two or three, this feels like the spot, especially coming off of a win against the Golden State Warriors. This is the ultimate letdown spot for Orlando. And they're laying two. Ultimate letdown. This is a huge letdown spot. Okay, see, tonight's got to be the night. Tonight's got to be the night. You got to go. And at this point, I've been betting an OKC home win for, like, three games now. But normally because the odds were just at, like, plus 700 or better. So, like, of course. Why would I not? Now, OKC, you have to do it. Like, you have to get this win here. You have to. Oh, I'm going to be so pissed if they don't get a home win here. You got to end this streak, man. I I have to be on the Thunder, too, here. They just played a couple days ago. Orlando won 90 to 85. Shea did not play. He might play in this one. To go through the numbers, though, for OKC, they shot 32.6% from the floor. Wiggins went 0 for 8. Pokashevsky went 3 for 20. He went 3 for 20, 1 from 10 from 3. Why is Pokashevsky taking 20 shots? Oh, God. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping for the sake of Shea that he plays because Pokashevsky should not take 20 shots in a game ever unless he's in the G League or in Europe because that's just ridiculous. But Orlando, I mentioned the Wendell Carter situation because that team was also terrible. Only one player had more than 12 points for Orlando in that game, and it was Wendell Carter Jr. who had 30 and 16. So Wendell mm-hmm. Carter went off. I don't think he's going to play. Shea might play. I'm going with OKC. I mean, that's pretty easy to me. I don't have anything else in the game. I like the under. I mean, they just combined for 175. I know they shot terribly, but this total seems a bit high. Yeah. All right. 
Pokashevsky three for twenty. Are you young. out of your mind? Three for twenty. Pokashevsky, <laughs> really? Just keep firing. You got the green light. If you got the green light, just keep firing. You'll get out of it. <laughs> no, okay. So you got to do it, man. Oh, you're gonna piss me off. I'm literally gonna be pissed the fuck off. Okay, so let's get this one. All right. Next game, the Phoenix Suns are playing the Minnesota Timberwolves. Suns are laying one and a half, two thirty-seven and a half on the total. For the injury report for the Phoenix Suns, we have Gabriel Lundenberg, who is out. Who? <laughs> who? Who the hell Cam is that? Johnson. Cam Johnson, who is also out with the quadricep injury. There we go. That's what I want to find out. Yeah, that quad injury. So, Cam Johnson is also out. And then for the Timberwolves... We have Cat, who is questionable for this game with the form, and Jay McDaniels is still out with that high ankle strain. So, what are we doing here? For me, I'm taking Minnesota. I think it's a good spot. Now, Phoenix did end up being Sacramento on the road the other day, went to overtime. They didn't exactly look great. People are going to blindly take Phoenix because it's a low number, but I do think it's a really good spot for Minnesota to win. They barely lost a tough game to Dallas and a game they probably should have won, to be honest. But Towns has been a matchup nightmare for Phoenix, and I like Minnesota at home. Even though I love the Suns and Monty Williams is going to make me a lot of money in the next couple of months for Coach of the Year when he actually gets rewarded the trophy, I'm still taking Minnesota here. I do think it's a good spot. Give me the Timberwolves. Uh, you know, Minnesota, those, those are my guys. Those are my guys. That's my team. The Suns are – what do the Suns have to play for? This, is, this significantly means more to Minnesota. You can – well, did they officially clinch the one seed? Because they're 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 right now seventy two no, games through. No, because no, they said because they have more than nine games left. So yes, yeah, so you're asking if they have anything to play for. Technically, they haven't clinched the one seat yet. They've basically have nothing to play for, but you know, technically, has Minnesota beaten them this season yet? Uh, they played twice. Both games are very close. I believe Phoenix won both. both. Let me just check that. Yeah, Phoenix won the first one by three, second one by ten. Uh, man. I guess give me Minnesota. This the line the seems meeting. extremely short in a trappy way, so I'm not going to fall for it. it yeah, it does. It does. But I guess it would be a little bit larger. Minnesota's good. Though. All right, yeah, fuck it. Just give me Minnesota. Cat's going to have a good game. I, I can trust that. If I can trust anything, I can trust Cat having a good game. Well, that's the prop I All would right, take. Well, if I was going to take Minnesota winning, I would probably put it with Towns 30-plus points. Yeah. Is there anything on the total that's interesting to you? I think it's going to be an over for me. It's 238, which sounds disgusting. But the last meeting landed 258 with no overtime. I just see points here. I don't think you're going to get many stops. I'm going to go with the over. 
Okay. I mean, I don't have a, I don't have a preference on it at all. It's just a large. Well, you asked. Yeah. I'm not going to bet it either. Yeah. But. Yeah. I don't have a preference on it either. I, 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 I guess if I lean, I probably would lean under. It just feels like a tad too many. A tad too many for me. So maybe I think it comes close regardless. Okay. Ooh, this should be fun. We have the Houston Rockets playing the Dallas Mavericks. Dallas is laying 10 to 21 and a half on the total. 10 with no Luka, by the way. Well, well, just thank you for stealing my thunder. Yeah, there you go. All right, for the injury report, like he said, Luka is out. So. I, can't, I, can't, I can't steal your thunder when we both took the thunder, you know? I didn't like that. Okay. <laughs> I didn't like that. That was bad. That was bad. Thank you. <laughs> that was a dad joke. It was. Oh man! And I'm not gonna hit home runs every day with jokes, but I'm still gonna give you some jokes. You got you, you got me looking at the Thunder's injury report. I'm supposed to be looking at the Rockets. All right. Yeah, nobody of note that we really care about. <laughs> John okay. Wall, not, John Wall, not playing. Yeah. Hashtag analysis. John Wall is not playing. Mm-hmm. Lane 10 with no Luka is pretty wild. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I think Luka's worth more than two and a half points. Also, no Bertans, of course. Hardaway's still injured. but Yeah. But, I mean, they still have Spencer Dinwiddie and Jalen Brunson. And maybe that's the reason because Jalen Brunson has been very, very capable of taking the game over and giving not Luka production, but Luka-like production. So I assume that because Luca's not playing and they're still lying to him that they want to, they want to tip me to take the Rockets in this situation. I'm not going to fall for it. I'm just going to take Dallas. I'm going to trust the better defense. One of the top best top five defenses, top three defenses all year. And I'm going to trust Jalen, Jalen Brunson, who without Luca was really, really good. And it can give you 20 to 25 points easy. So it, it's pretty easy for me. I'm taking Dallas in 10. Yeah, for me, the one play I was looking for was actually a prop, but I'm kind of annoyed at how much the odds makers fully adjusted properly to it. I was looking at Dimwitty assists. I was hoping it would be like six, like five and a half, six and a half, decent juice, but it's six and a half at minus 150 on the over. That I can't take, but I was looking at his assists before the actual lines were released, so I can't take that now. Uh... It, it's really a tough spot because you're laying 10 without your best player. But Houston is so bad on the road. They've yeah. played three times. Dallas has won by 10, by 24, and by 13. <laughs> I, I think I have to take Dallas. I, I'm trying to look for positives for Houston on the road. You can look too because you're not going to find much. I mean, they played – to go through the last couple road games, they lost by 25 to New Orleans, lost by 17 to Miami, lost by 15 to Denver, lost by 8 to Orlando, lost to the Clippers by 31, lost to the Suns by 3, not bad, uh, lost to Utah by 34, lost to New Orleans by 13, lost to San Antonio by 25. I can keep going. They get killed on the road on the daily. I'm gonna take that. Da- I'm gonna take Dallas. Houston's just such a bad road team. I can't do it. Yeah, uh, I don't. And have some of that was pre All Star break, by the way. Like post All Star break's been bad. Like they shouldn't even get on the team plane. <laughs> 
I think Jalen Green does actually have a pretty solid game. Though. I like yeah. how he's been he's been ramping his game up. I think he's starting to hit that next level. So I'll take I'll take a stab at some Jalen Green props. Yeah. All right. Did you know that browsing online in incognito mode doesn't actually protect anything at all? Which is why you need to get on IP Vanish. That's why IP Vanish VPN makes it truly easy for you to stay private and secure on the internet. Helps you safely browse through by encrypting 100% of your data. That means private details, passwords, communications, browsing history will be completely shielded as well as your physical location. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online, and it's as easy as a tap of the button, and you are instantly protected. They're offering you an incredible 70% off their yearly plan with our listeners, 30-day money-back guarantee, and it's like getting nine months for free, basically. So, all you got to do is go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. Use promo code SGP, and you'll get 70% off of your savings. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com slash SGP. So never enough things in Gamelon, and one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. And now there's a new way to play the ponies. Stable Duel is a daily fantasy-style DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can build your stable and play against others and move up the winner, the leaderboard. You can win as much as $25,000. Guys, come on. $25,000 with one entry. Don't know anything about horses? It's fine. The app gives you clear data on which horses to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. There are multiple games offered each day with free weekly games that tracks all the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you, or you can play against us in our stables. You can even follow them in the app, and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick. Play, race, win. And we are also brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. Smart Madness. And you know prop swappers everywhere are making thousands of dollars by just buying and selling college basketball teams. You can always find the best odds on PropSwap because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. And then you can make a purchase. And you can either go for the win or you can sell your bet and lock in a profit. Like Dave from Chicago, who bought a $100 80-to-1 North Carolina championship ticket in January, and he resold it on PropSwap for $500. It's a $400 profit. Use promo code SGP when you make your first deposit, and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double cash means double odds. Go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like listering, list, ugh, filtering listed tickets to Based on the best value, free activity feed to get to stay in the know about all the big sales and the Red Hot Tickets for Sale, a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and like I said, a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will match your first deposit up to $500. Join the Real Sports Betters on PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, Scott, let's get through this. We have two more games. Philadelphia... This is going to be quick. I'm sorry. This is going to be fast as hell. Philadelphia 76ers are going on the road to play Los Angeles Lakers. 76ers are laying seven, 230 and a half on the total for the 76ers. And their injury report, where did they go? Oh, here they are. There's nothing here. That's why. Okay. Nothing on injury report for them. Los Angeles Lakers, mm-hmm. LeBron, as he's been for the majority of the season, questionable. <laughs> Taylor Horton Tucker, questionable. Anthony Davis, as he's been for majority of the season, out. 
Kendrick Nunn, as he's been for the majority of the season, out. Philly minus seven. That's it. I don't have anything else. Philly minus seven. Yeah, I'm on the same page. I know that Los Angeles has had two nice wins recently against Toronto and against Cleveland, but I know LeBron's unguardable. So is Embiid. So have fun trying to guard him. Harden's going to be playing, so that'll definitely help. Max, he's still really good. I know Westbrook has been better lately. I need a bigger sample size than about three games. But we saw this the last time they had a nice win against Toronto. They completely just punted the game against Washington in the second half. I think Philly comes out here and wins. Give me the 76ers. I mean, it's pretty simple. When the Lakers play anybody good, they get blown out the water. Like, they get blown out the water. Well, they beat Cleveland and they beat Toronto, so it depends on how you define. The Cleveland one's a different because LeBron's coming home, and, you know, that's a different narrative. But Yeah, I guess. But let's just say Philly is one of the top teams in the league. Like, if we went down the list of top 10, 12 teams, Philly's probably up there. I think Philly's overrated, but they're still probably in the top five. Yeah. So, give me the seven. The okay. Lakers probably not even – they're going to get blown out. They're just going to get blown out in this game. It's not going to be close. And they have nothing to play for because they know they're in the play-in. I like Philly first half. The, the Lakers have been brutal in the first quarter in the first half for the last month and change. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. They could definitely be down 20 by halftime. They're just bad. They're just not a good team. I don't like – and there's no point in just continuing to a narrative. They're just a bad – this is a good team playing a bad team. And what do you do when a good team plays a bad team? You take the good team. Minus seven. This should be a double-digit spread, by the way. Anything else? I mean, any no, not really. tidbits? No. Yeah. It's pretty easy here. The San Antonio Spurs are – are you serious? Is this yeah. real? This is a real line? Mm-hmm. Okay, San Antonio Spurs are going to Portland to play the Portland Trailblazers. The Spurs are laying nine and a half, <laughs> two thirty-one on the total for this Portland Trailblazers. Oh, that's why. Okay, I was wondering what it was. It was like something else had. Okay, Josh Hart is out. He didn't play against Detroit either, and they still beat Detroit. Yeah. This line is still questionable to me. All right. Josh Hart is out. Anthony Simons is still out. Greg Brown is probable for this game. And then we have for the San Antonio Spurs, Lonnie Walker is out. Bate Stop is out. No, Bate Stop is probable. Romeo Langford is out. And McDermott is out. I'm not, not gonna, I'm not gonna spend much half. time. I'm, I'm, I'm not laying four. nine and a half. I'm, <laughs> I'm not laying nine and a half on the road with San Antonio with these injuries against Portland. I don't care how bad Portland is. I'm not laying nine and a half. There's, that is that is that is probably one of the easiest. I'm not locking up Portland either. But the last time we faded San Antonio, getting a huge number, laying a huge number, we had OKC, and Lonnie Walker hit a game-winning three-pointer with less than a second left. Like they almost lost to OKC. <laughs> Like, no, like, I'm, I'm not laying nine and a half with San Antonio. That, that's not even an option. It is stupid. Why is this line this? Why is this line like this? It's because Portland is awful, but Portland did have a nice win against Detroit and San Antonio. I mean, you can talk about underrated players in the league. Lonnie Walker's good. 
Like he, he guy can play, and I think him yeah. being out is going to be really brutal for that bench unit. Yeah. <laughs> Even if he was playing, I wouldn't lay nine and a half. I'm sorry, I would not. This is this is actually confusing because. Believe it or not, I don't think that Portland's roster is that far away from the Spurs. It's literally Keldon Johnson and DeJounte Murray and then everybody else. I don't think that – and I think the only difference is that they have a Keldon Johnson and DeJounte Murray, and Portland does not. This roster is not much different. I'm not laying nine and a half points with them at all. All right. Let's go ahead and end the show. What's your lock? What's your dog? So, for my lock, I'm going to go back to – well, this one was actually kind of tricky because, once again, there's a lot of games and I didn't really love anything. But I'm going to go with Boston in this spot. Utah has been really awful on the road recently. They're not good getting points, which tells me that they're basically front runners. And without Boyan and you're against the best defense in the league – not to mention the fact that Tatum and Brown have been ridiculous lately and Smart and Williams are back. I think it's a really good spot for Boston. I'm going to take the Celtics. Okay. I like it. What's your dog? We liked a lot of dogs on today's card. We did. We really did. But I've been going with terrible teams and then changing my mind at the last minute. And the terrible teams have gone 2-0 and in the last two nights. Does that mean you're about to take a terrible team? I'm doing it. I'm taking Portland. <laughs> let's go. Oh, let's go. I'm taking Portland. Now, they could easily lose by third. What is that, what is that money line? But uh, Let me check. Um, whatever it is, it's going to be pretty nice. It's going to be bragging rights for a week if they win. That's, that's what the Hell odds yeah. are. It is uh, plus 350. Fuck yeah. But, I'm, I'm here for it. We faded San Antonio when they were laying double digits against Oklahoma City. Okay. Once again, they needed a game-winning three-pointer when trailing with less than a second left by Lonnie Walker, who's not playing in this game, by the way. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, Portland, despite how awful this team is, is still 17-18 and 18 at home. So they're mm-hmm. not total garbage at home. San Antonio is 14-21 and 21 on the road. So they've been awful on the road, but on principle, San Antonio should not be laying nine and a half here. Like that, that's crazy. Let's take a shot for some fun. I, I, ca- I was a coward with the Rockets and with the Magic yesterday. I've had enough. Give me Portland. Oh, I fucking love it. And I see plus three seventy five here. I'll take on that. our good friends on our good friends at WinBet. See plus three seventy five. It's that number's at 10 on Wimbet. Oh, Portland at home? Right sure. I'll take a home dog at plus 375. Oh, my gosh. Damn, that just got me going. All right. I love it. It got me going so much that for my lock, I'm taking OKC, OKC plus two. Yeah, let's go. I'm taking OKC plus two. You knew I was doing it. Absolutely. I'm 100% taking OKC plus two. This is the night. I don't care. I do not care. I'm making a, a team that hasn't won a home game in two months my, my lock. 100%. OKC plus two. Where are you getting that? You're not getting that anywhere else. For my dog. Give me the Knicks money line at plus 260 against the Hornets. I was going to guess Detroit. I mean, we had a lot of choices. Yep, we did. Very much did. It really is a lot of choices. I'm going to have fun with this card tonight. I'll take the Knicks money line plus 260. 
because ultimately Hornets can't go can't guard anything. The Knicks are decently. Yeah, actually, no, they're they're one of the better defensive teams. Not gonna lie, they are actually one of the better defensive teams. Defense travels. They just lost to Trey Young. This is a night where they get up. I'm fully into this mindset that the Knicks are gonna win tonight and the Hawks are gonna lose. So give me the Knicks plus two sixty. I'm in for Knicks first half if you're afraid of them punting another fourth quarter lead. 100%. Yeah, Knicks first half is a very good play, too. 100%. Yeah, I'm actually going to bet that. I love Knicks first half. All right. For my locks for the show, I gave you Detroit plus five and a half. I gave you Knicks plus eight. Did I lock up Pacers minus six? No, you said you were waiting to see if – you said if Halliburton plays, you'd lock it up, but you don't know if he's playing. Yeah, absolutely. There we go. I'm assuming you're adding OKC to that list. Yes, OKC is being added to that list plus two. So add them to the list. And Philly minus seven and a half. So that's four. Philly minus seven and a half. OKC plus two. Knicks plus eight. Pistons plus five and a half. There we go. It's gonna be a fun. It's gonna be a fun day. I like today. Today's gonna be fun. All right. Anything else, Scott? What you got? Uh, not really. You can find me at Rachel Radio on Twitter. Uh, we're also about to do the prop cast, so if you want some player props, we got you covered there. And, yeah, we'll see you in a bit. All right. You guys already know. Don't even think that you I, you was going to get to this point of the show and you're going to hear anything different than me. I don't know. I don't know. This is freaking hard. It's not. It's just not easy. It's something that just has to come to you, and it hasn't come to me yet. I'm getting it together. I promise you I am. It's going to happen soon at some point. Watch it be right before the season ends, and then we're like, oh, well, crap, the season's over. <laughs> See you next year. Either way, I still don't know how I'm going to end this pod. I haven't figured it out yet. But I'll see you on the propcast in a few. Unless you heard the propcast before you listen to this, then you heard me on the propcast, now you're hearing me here. However you want to do it, it doesn't matter to me. I don't know how I'm ending the show. So we are out. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna go get it. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna go get it.